0: David, it's time for another podcast. So this week, Bill Walton guested on a White Sox broadcast. I want to know, Dave, what person from outside of football do you want to see do a game of football?
1: Christopher Walken. All right. Let's get Christopher Walken doing a Sox broadcast. Are you guys down?
0: I'm out of the game. Kind of the shit from, uh, hard knocks, dude, it was this is the end of hard knocks Yeah, great song so this song was the theme song for a show on netflix that was the exact opposite of hard knocks what show
2: it's
0: called black earth rising
1: hold on i'm, I'm just gonna turn this back up for a minute because this song is fantastic it's not even a song it's like spoken awesome
0: Oh, we're all ready for this podcast. So tonight, uh, I am Jason, of course. I am Jason every night for the most part. Uh, Across from me is Dave. He is always here at the podcast as well. And joining us tonight is our good buddy Mike, Mike Mosserino. Say hi to the folks, Mike. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Mike is one of our writers on Drink 5, and uh, he contributed a lot of thoughts about the Pittsburgh Steelers that we will get to a bit later. Uh, But we're going to talk about the NFC North, and we're going to talk about the AFC North tonight. Um, so I am definitely looking forward to that because you know I think that those divisions are both very fucking talented right now.
1: Well, you don't have to look forward too long.
0: I don't have to look very forward at all because it's pretty much there for. Because me. we're here
1: and right. uh, and let's let's go friends. Okay, let's let's be savage about this uh, NFC North and AFC North, shall we?
3: Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: So remember, everyone, if you can identify the theme of the music tonight and let us know, we'll pick one of you as the winner and we're going to give you some fun stuff. So um, the first song, the intro song that we were talking about from Hard Knocks, that was just a little bonus. But starting with this song you're hearing right now, there's a theme. Pick it out. Let us know. So anyways, we're going to head to the great white north of Minnesota. Minnesota. let talk about the Minnesota Vikings. So, you know, what's changed since last year on the Vikings? Well, Oofta. I, I, oofta indeed, Dave. Uh, <laughs> the Vikings have uh, remained the same for the most part. I I think uh, I don't see a lot of changes in terms of their uh, big fantasy players this year. Uh, They do uh, say goodbye to Latavius Murray this year. He is on the Saints, and they have Delvin Cook as the main running back, but Delvin Cook has only played something like four or five games. Uh, No, a few more than that, but way less than one whole season over two seasons. So it's a really good um, bet that Delvin Cook will not play all 16 games this year. So they did draft Alexander Madison. He's a rookie running back. He drafted him in the third round. He looked really good in the uh, Seahawks preseason, the, the Seahawks-Vikings preseason game that we watched on Sunday night. Um, and <coughs> we'll talk about him a little bit more, as well as fellow rookie Irv Smith Jr., who uh, they also picked up this year. Um, so if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy this year, you know he's only played 14 games in his first two seasons. He needs to stay on the field. Uh, His current ADP is twenty with an RB eleven spot, so he's being drafted very high right now. I think that you know it's a high risk, high reward kind of spot for Delvin Cook. So uh, I personally am not, you know, enamored with a guy who uh, has been injured a lot in his only two years in the season. So clearly he's
1: he's shown that he can be a guy that is giving you really good fantasy production over a short term. You're saying that you don't trust in his health, correct? Yeah, I so just, Mike, Mike, yeah, g- give absolutely. me give me your input here. Do do you like Delvin Cook at all, or would you just let him continue to go? And if you did let him continue to go, at what point would you draft him? If if he is uh, if he's going current ADP as uh, twenty, which is uh, last pick in the third round, right?
0: Yeah, uh, so right, no, that would be last pick of the second round.
1: Last, sorry, yes, last pick in the second round. Would would you just let him keep on going? How long would you let him keep going? If you were on any of those spots before you grabbed them,
3: see, looking at ADPs and you know he's going right after Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb. I would take both those guys over him. Sure. Uh, following him, you got Melvin Gordon, you got Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette, Carrion Johnson. But
1: but all those guys come with uh, oh, with their own risk.
3: They they do. And yeah. at, at that point in the draft, I'm I'm almost looking if I can go wide receiver and wait for the next. Uh, wave of running backs. So what you're in. saying is, I don't, I, you want I to avoid away. Delvin Cook. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Um, I yeah, Mike, you're in the same camp as me, really. Uh, so the breakout guy on this team, there's, uh, it's hard to you know pick out from a core that's well established. Uh, you've got Adam Thielen, you've got, um, Stephon Diggs, so uh, you can keep an eye on Chad Beebe. He's an undrafted free agent from last year. Um, he has been making some big catches in uh in practice, he didn't really do anything in the first preseason game. So he returns punts, he holds for the kicker. So he's gonna make the roster because he's valuable on special teams. Um he's not even listed on the Fantasy Pros ADP list, so I don't you know, officially I got no breakout candidates on the Vikings.
3: Does that count as a catch if you're catching the snap and holding it for <laughs> yeah. catch? PPR and
0: and leagues? If well. only. <laughs> oh, Maybe in the leagues where we want to have Catch. the most points possible, we could try that.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Successful hold. So so you like
1: him as a, a guy to look at, but you don't think he's going to do really well necessarily.
0: Right. Keep an eye on him. I, I was really grasping for someone here. They were the first team I wrote up in the division, so sure. I felt like I needed to include somebody. But, uh, yes, I, I don't really think that anybody is a third-year guy because you've got two solid guys there. And the guy who you liked for so long, Dave. You. Um, I, his name escapes so, me, so but it's in front of my <laughs> face now. Uh Laquan Treadwell they've been shopping him around apparently. it wasn't
1: that I liked him for a long time it's that in a dynasty like I drafted him <laughs> and if you draft someone high it means you have to like them because otherwise what you did was wrong you I do
0: concur. all your good juju oh this is and great. Just send it to that player. but
1: I've dumped him so now yes. I'm like go somewhere else Laquan Treadwell because not my team not so my
0: having team. the roto world player feed up uh there's a lot of raving about Alexander ah, Madison so yeah. Big fan, big fan. Uh, so what stud can you draft without hesitation? Um, they There are potentially, I would say, three fantasy studs in the team. Really, That's impossible. Two, potential. But there's one guy who I really like, and that's Adam well, Thielen.
1: feeling. How do you qualify stud?
0: There's stud is going to finish in the, in the top, top 10 of his position.
1: Okay, so I, I think top finish 10, in the top maybe 10. top 15, but a guy that's not like a guy uh, in most of the teams in the league. From that position, correct? Right. Adam
0: Thielen is that guy in my book. He is ADP 26. He's the 11th wide receiver off the board. He had 142 targets in 2017. He had 153 targets last year. So that's a ton of volume going to him. And remember, in 2017, he did not have Cousins. So he got even better with Cousins because... Back in 2017, he was catching 64% of his passes. Last year, he was catching 74% of his passes. But Adam more Thiel- targets and more catches.
1: But Adam Thielen basically is like at the bottom end of... Uh, middle to bottom end of the wide receiver studs, right? And you're saying the other sure. ones
0: could have been Stefan Diggs or... Or possibly Delvin Cook if well, he like is 16 games healthy. But Cook's, Cook's not a stud, that's though. A, that's, that's a long shot. So Thielen, stud. I agree. So I do see, you know, with a good rapport with Cousins, Cousins is healthy, Phelan is healthy. I think that Phelan is a floor of a top ten finish this year. Uh, given a floor? given health. Given health, Floor is top ten. I don't think so. No?
3: No, I think Diggs is still I, I think Diggs is going to be a better wide receiver this year. I like Stealing the bets, guys. Get so many yeah. more targets.
1: Remember, the bets when we don't agree are a very wonderful yeah. thing to do here. So Absolutely. Keep that in mind for, for the I would take cash, that bet. Do
0: you want to
3: go Diggs versus Thielen? I would easily go Half Diggs. Half point versus PPR? Thielen. Sure. Right. Okay. Uh, What's the
0: bet? I don't care. What do you want to bet on? Uh, four pack. Oh, okay. Four pack means <laughs> four it's something pack. tasty. Write very that nice. down.
1: Uh, can you write it down, Dave? Sure, Jason is more of a Thielen guy. Uh, whereas... Are you taking
3: Keenan Allen or Adam Thielen? Adam Thielen, Dave. Keenan what? Allen's hurt right now. Keenan Allen, you're talking about.
1: You're I'm in a PPR league. Talking week. about Keenan yeah, Allen, yeah, but you were talking you about th- stuff on though. Yeah, right? I
3: know, but I'm just asking you. I'm looking at ADP right now. It's
1: okay. So I know I'm I sure I they're like right next to each rear. other. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I,
3: That's I,
1: fair. I would probably take. Just don't pull a fast one on Dave. I would probably take Allen instead hurtful. of Thielen.
3: That's one head shake.
1: Just because uh, Kirk Cousins had problems last year, they they haven't seen to get out the ball as much as they should. But I do think the offense will step up a little bit in Minnesota. That said, I don't know that I trust Thielen, whereas I do trust Allen because it's happened uh, year after year.
0: Um, So waiver pickups to be looking at during the season. If you're a streaming quarterback kind of guy, Kirk Cousins is someone to keep an eye on. Um where he's being drafted right now is really going to leave him undrafted in many uh quarter in many 10 team leagues because he has an ADP of 144. He's the nineteenth quarterback off the board. You know, I, I don't see a lot of people carrying backups anymore. Like if you draft a good guy, you're not likely to carry a backup. You may draft two guys if you're pulling from the end of the list um so um uh, you can also look at alexander madison who is probably shooting up the the list as we speak um but he is a good handcuff for delvin cook and i could see madison just being kind of used in a two quarterback, two running back system uh kind of like the latavius murray delvin cook rotation from last year um so you know rookies on the team rookies uh so as i mentioned alexander madison is adp uh as of i believe yesterday was 153 overall the 52nd rb uh taken so that's end of the draft kind of value right there irv smith jr not being drafted at at all as the tight end 281 that i have written down here i'm gonna assume that's just (laughs) 228 so uh adp is 240 um he's the 281st tight end yeah That means that you're a better tight end than him. Your
1: notes are fantastic. I I totally agree. I am a better tight end than the 281st. That's definitely
0: a published error. I'm going to have to go back and fix that. I
1: mean, I'm 6'4", 240. All
0: muscle, folks. All muscle.
1: Even if I've never played football a day in my life, I'm probably a a better tight end than the 281st 281st. (laughs) guy.
0: So Alexander Madison was drafted in the third round. Um, He's not exactly relevant with his draft draft value, but like I said, take him at the end of the draft. It's, It's... it's a good flyer for sure. Um, with Delvin Cook's injury history, you know he's probably going to wind up with a decent amount of carries. Sure. So Irv Smith Jr. was drafted in the second round. I was a little surprised at that because they have Kyle Rudolph. They signed him to a new contract. Uh, but it is a pretty team-friendly contract, uh, whereas all of his guaranteed money mostly gets paid out in the first year. If they cut him after this year... Then it's no big deal, and uh, they just take a very small cap hit of like a million and a half. Or so, something. from what
1: I've heard about uh, Rudolph, it seems like most of the beat reporters are looking at him as it's the end of his career, uh, and, Man, and so he
0: has not played that long.
1: Well, uh, I mean, the NFL
0: he, is like, what have you done for me lately? As in yesterday,
1: I'm just, I'm just. Calling it as I see it, man. I'm just saying, like, have you drafted Kyle Rudolph recently? He used to be a top 10 tight end. Where is he now? I 281st? I, I don't think I ever... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he's no worse than 250th. <laughs> well, let's not let's not exaggerate here. So, I,
1: I think the reason they drafted uh, a new tight end is obvious to take over that position. And maybe it is uh, the fact that, that he has not been doing so well, etc., Or, like uh, 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 Glenn from our chat room said, the offensive line is being built up in in Minnesota. So maybe uh, Kyle Rudolph will turn that around and suddenly be a top 15 tight end again. You never know.
0: So, um, yeah, I mean, the the offensive line was absolute garbage last year. Any improvement will be an improvement. Very good.
1: So as Jason said, if, if anyone is able to tell us exactly what the theme is tonight, or even get close. Yeah,
0: just get close. It's not a hard theme, folks.
1: Just email Jason at drink5.com or daviddrink 5com If you email me and you're not even close, maybe I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll pretend that you were close. I'll pass it on to Jason. You know, I can do those things. It'll, it'll be fun. Nice. Anyway, we're doing uh, AFC and NFC. We're alternating. Uh, can we get some more shots on the table, though, please?
0: Oh, you'll have to ask the waitress. Jess.
1: Thank you. Uh, we're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens tonight. What's changed since last year? Joe Flacco traded to the Broncos. Ooh. So, Flacco. Au revoir, Flacco. The giant raven.
0: Joe Flacco. Hold on. What, what
1: kind of noise do ravens make?
0: Raging Flacco.
1: No, no, no. People are listening with headphones out there now. Let's let's be gentle.
0: They are not listening there anymore because they are now deaf. Squire. I peeked.
1: I honestly don't know what noise, <laughs> noise Ravens make. But I know it, it doesn't go, Flacco, Flacco. So with him gone, Lamar Jackson, the long-term <laughs> starter in Baltimore, uh, they also picked up Seth Roberts from the Raiders as soon as he became a free agent. And they signed Mark Ingram, the former Saints running back in free agency to be their starting running back. They also drafted two wide receivers and a running back in the first four rounds of this year's NFL draft. So obviously they want to kickstart the offense this year, and we'll see what happens. We talked about this a lot last year. When you have Lamar Jackson as your starting quarterback, um, especially after it was a Flacco injury that got him in there, they were trying to just run the ball because they weren't sure that they had actually built up Lamar Jackson to what he should be. They didn't really have all the play calling. They didn't have everything together. But most people um, that are out there as fantasy pundits and analysts, etc., are still not really that sure about Lamar Jackson. Is he able to throw the ball? And we hear that in camp he's done well, but that's against their own their own defense, and as much as the Baltimore defense is a good defense, you know that the first rule of Baltimore defense is don't tackle Lamar Jackson. Yes.
0: Well, the big thing from camp... is yeah, John always, Gruden is not as good at getting that rule across. Yeah, you always have to remember,
3: they're, they're building confidence. I mean, you might hear 1% of players is having a bad camp. But other than yeah, nobody that, ever has everybody's has having a great camp. If someone camp, has a bad camp, you need to drop them out of your Antonio life. Antonio Brown is having a bad camp.
0: <laughs> well, Antonio Brown is... Not really making it to camp.
3: But other than that, like, coaches are always (laughs) going to talk up the players. And uh, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Antonio Brown is all in or all out. Sure. Lamar Jackson, from a fantasy perspective, he's going to run. He's going to run a lot. Is he going to run as much as last year? Hopefully not. But uh, I think he's a viable grab. Late round, and he's going to put up good numbers. Yeah,
1: so Mike's analysis is correct. And regardless Thank of you. how he does with his passing game, he's still going to score touchdowns on the ground, and he's going to be part of a mostly uh, rushing campaign, which is good for your fantasy quarterback. Not good for longevity. You don't want to go a against a rushing NFL. campaign
0: in the winter, though.
1: Yeah. But. Uh let's Maybe. talk about let's talk about breakout wide receivers. Uh Chris Moore drafted fourth round two thousand sixteen. He's currently the one hundred and thirty eighth wide receiver, and that's not a typo. That's uh, better than
0: Irv Smith Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I ADP three ninety nine. I love that, that list goes so deep. We I'm talking about him as a
1: possible breakout candidate. Last year, um John Brown said several times that Moore was the best wide receiver on the team, should be in the starting lineup, should be constantly getting passes. But uh, I don't know if you guys have seen what's been happening at camp, but even though this guy was literally slated up to be the next guy on the Ravens pecking order, the camp news says he has been doing horribly, he's not not participating, he's not doing well. So he's having a bad camp. Yeah, exactly. Which means... Get rid of the guy, right?
0: Sure. I'm not oh, going to be drafting Chris Moore. No.
1: So. Good advice. News at camp has not been positive, and the current ADP reflects that. So it's more, uh, honestly, more likely at this point that no wide receivers on the, the Raiders, or sorry, the Ravens, hit 1,000 yards in 2018. Or the Raiders. <laughs> for for my uh, personal perspective, and I'll talk about the rookies later, but the fact that uh, they they've had such a problem with passing – And they've drafted all these rookies. And the incumbent wide receivers are not all that good. Means that nobody there is going to have a very good time in the passing game. Let's talk about a sleeper. So running back position, we have Mark Ingram, ADP 45, running back 23. Uh, He is not a stud. But he is someone that could be a running back two on your team, someone who is going to get passes from the backfield. They have Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, who's a rookie, getting touches as well and competing for Mark Ingram. Let's look at the tight end position. Mark Andrews with an ADP of 146. That's the oh, he 15th looks round. Good. Tight end 15, barely being drafted in standard leagues. But I think he could finish in the top 10 because it's more realistic. I mean, let's talk about this. Um, let me get your opinions on this, guys, after I finish this little segment, but I think that Mark Andrews could probably be in an argument for the top or at least second receiver overall on the Ravens at the end of the year.
0: Behind, like, Hollywood Brown or... Mimas well, Boykin. we're
1: not talking about who's going to be the number, the number one, number one,
0: but just number two. Yeah, I think he could good be good enough the, to
1: be number two feature yeah. wide receiver, not wide receiver, but feature uh, receiver position. Yeah.
0: Like Darren Waller. I hear a lot of good things about Mark Andrews like every other day now.
3: Yep. No, I agree, uh, especially with Lamar Jackson keeping the play alive. It opens up the routes for the tight ends to block and do a little.
1: And if. And if he's passing smaller routes, yep. those almost always go to the tight yep. end or first first uh, first down routes. Almost always go to the tight end or little uh, slant routes to um, uh, in the red zone tight end because the what does the quarterback want? Like a, a big uh, target that can con- contest yep. those jump receives.
3: Yeah, I think week in, week out, he could see the most targets or close to the most targets or top three targets. We'll go for that. But I think uh, end of year, he'll end with the most touchdown, most receiving touchdowns. That's great.
1: I'm looking for affirmation here. So I don't think he'll be the top receiver, but I think he'll be up there is what I'm saying. Uh,
2: Such an instrument comprised of Dodge gears and bearings sure that's mark
1: Andrews. i mean you and i both know that he's composed of dodge gears and bearings what stud can you dress without hesitation mark ingram is the top ranked player on the ravens adp of 45 he's proved to be a sturdy reliable running back backfield catcher etc but i don't think he's a stud so therefore i don't think that there are any studs on this team Good. I think the best person I concur. I think the best person you can draft is Mark Ingram, and everything else is a prayer or a hope. Yeah. Or both. <laughs> a hope and a prayer. Uh waiver pickups during the season. I actually like Lamar Jackson, so a lot of people might draft him towards the end of a draft. His ADP right now is one sixteen. Uh it's QB sixteen. So if you're in a ten team standard league, for example, it's likely that around fifteen quarterbacks will be drafted it could be as much as 20 depending on how many people need backups on their team etc so that might mean that Lamar Jackson is drafted at the end of the draft if he doesn't do well towards the beginning of the season he'll probably be dropped but I don't think that he deserves to be dropped I think Lamar Jackson deserves to be owned And if it's available to pick up at some point during the season, especially during a team that doesn't guard the run very well, I think Lamar Jackson could be an amazing quarterback. Obviously, he has one of the highest ceilings in the NFL because he's a rushing quarterback. He's able to score touchdowns, both passing and rushing. And last year, I don't have the exact stats but uh, I know from 90, 80, 50, 70, he's probably somewhere around like 70 rushing yards average. Every uh, game. For for the past uh, like eight games. That, that sounds
0: played. that sounds pretty uh, Lamar Jackson-y.
1: Right. So it, it's pretty good uh, as a guy that you could pick up if someone gets tired of him. And I don't think Lamar Jackson will be owned all season because I think he's going to have bad games. Yes, I think I think he'll have like a couple bad games. Someone will drop him, so watch out for that. Rockwell uh, Automation's retro incubulator. <laughs> Rookies on this team: Justice Hill, ADP of one sixty-six. He's fast. He's shifty. Uh, looks like a poor man's Alvin Kamara, but it's doubtful they'll have have. Too many regular touches in the season to be fantasy productive on your team, especially in a standard league, um, without an injury to Ingram. But it's someone to look at, someone to be aware of. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, ADP of 180. So again, going at the very end of uh, 10 and even 12 team drafts, recovering from a Liz Frank injury has a ways to go, in quotes, according to the team. That's true, yeah. The guy that I like as a possible um, low-risk, high-reward pick is Miles Boykin, who's a, a, a rookie there. But there's whispers about him being the number one wide receiver on this team. I don't think it's a good, necessarily a good time to have the number one wide receiver. The number one wide receiver on the Ravens will probably end up being like the number twenty receiver overall, if they're something. lucky. If they're lucky. But Miles Boykin is a guy whose ADP is 276, which means he's undrafted in most leagues. Wide receiver, 92. However, according to all the camp talk, etc., he could end up being a guy that plays in your flex position or as a WR3, a WR2. Um, He could be that guy. So he's a good choice for uh, for that sleeper, that end of draft as well. But I honestly think that all the rookie hype, has a lot of chew, and and not a lot of substance. Okay,
0: it's, it's gristle. Yeah, All so right.
1: it's like a it's like that chicken nugget uh, that you bit into. And I you don't didn't...
0: want to think about that chicken nugget. It's Like Dave. the chicken I made earlier. But you've
1: had one frozen, of them, right? For two years. You've had <laughs> you've had that chicken nugget though. I don't want to think about you've, it. Is what I'm saying. You've bitten into that Miles Boykin when like, a couple of years ago when you went to McDonald's when it was late at night and you didn't mean to. Mm. And I
0: went Boykin, mm, Boykin.
1: And you bit into a chicken head, that was Miles Boykin.
4: Oh. Just going in circles, <laughs> Ask me if I love you, baby.
1: I think everybody wants to hear about the Bears, Jay.
0: Oh, the Chicago Bears. We're in Chicago, after all, so let's talk about the Bears. We're in Algonquin. <laughs> We're near Chicago. If you're in the Chicago suburbs, you say that you're from Chicago, unless you're talking to people actually from Chicago.
3: They're like, oh, I'm from Chicago, and you're like, oh, They're I'm, like, actually, oh, what neighborhood? I'm no, actually from I'm actually from an hour away from Chicago. And you're like, oh, you're one of those people. Well, whatever. <laughs> Fight. <laughs>
0: still uh, most of
1: the people around here support the Chicago Bears. So let's let's talk about them not with, in this house, but with, no. <laughs> with that in mind because they they are really climbing uh as far as in, on the fantasy ladder.
0: Uh so the Bears changes are sure mostly are. involving the running back group there. Uh so Jordan Howard was unceremoniously dumped on the Philadelphia Eagles for I believe it was a conditional 6th round pick. Um so he's really not a um you know, he's not anybody they're going to miss. Uh, the Bears did pick up Mike Davis, formerly of the Seahawks muddled backfield. Uh, but the big crowning achievement for the Bears offense this year is going to be David Montgomery. He was there taken with their first available pick in the 2019 draft. It was in the third round. Um, so he showed some flash in the first preseason game. We'll get to him when we get to the rookies on the Bears. But for now, it looks like quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, are all pretty much the same as last year. And I do believe the running backs have been upgraded. Uh,
1: you Upgrade. Know, take
0: away the Howard and Ed, the Montgomery for that double dose of pimpin'. Anyways, uh, the third-year wide receiver <laughs> on the team is uh, – last year's rookie so not a third year guy but a second year guy Anthony Miller he was in 15 games he had 12 uh, he had catches in 12 of those games he scored seven touchdowns though so Mitch Trubisky likes to find him likes to get the ball in the end zone with him he got the bulk of his work in the middle of the season I do believe that Allen Robinson was out for a bunch of that time um so uh, Miller is a guy who's going to benefit uh, from the larger number of targets that I- I- are going to happen this year because the Bears did throw a very small number of passes. I believe they were in the you know high 20s when it came to number of pass attempts on the season. Um, but he is trusted by Mitch Trubisky. Um, and I would also say that Anthony Miller is worthy of a kind of sleeper pick. Um, his current ADP is 141. He's the 53rd wide receiver off the board. And his consensus ranking is one thirteen as the forty fifth wide receiver. So that, to me, shows that he has a lot of value, and that you should be taking him a little before his ADP, but you'll still get him past beyond where he's ranked.
3: He's got big hands,
0: big hands, Mr. Big Hands. I think he's got potential to be a WR two or three. Am I unreasonable in saying that?
1: Well, as the violent femme say, big hands. I think are the one.
0: (laughs) All right. (laughs) okay that doesn't derail anything so alan robinson he's got a little bit of a discrepancy when you talk about his adp and his rank so he is the 75th overall uh player being drafted Uh, his adp 75 uh he's the 31st wide receiver but he's ranked 62 um so i think that he's a guy that you should feel comfortable grabbing in like the seventh round eighth round um and he's really going to be a number one wide receiver on the team they want to throw the ball more they threw it only 512 times last year you know, these wide these quarterbacks that really um, put up a lot are, are going to throw the ball uh, 600 times almost in a season. So that's like three whole games worth of passes more than I don't know how to control audio at the moment. It's okay, Dave. Everything's under control. Uh, <laughs> He's fine. I'm fine. Just fine. Let me have a sip of beer. <laughs> My bad. Uh, so anyways, uh, Montgomery, Big hands, I know You're Trudy, the one. Cohen, and Trubisky, they're fantasy relevant. <laughs> Their draft spots are pretty uh, accurate as to where they should go, in my opinion, <laughs> with Montgomery being the 22nd running back, Cohen being the 31st running back, Trubisky being the 21st quarterback. I think that those guys are all uh, ranked and being drafted at an appropriate level. Do you know
1: what's so funny about Bears quarterbacks? Everyone in, Everything Chicago, about them. everyone in Chicago <laughs> always thinks they're like the best quarterback <laughs> yes. in the world. And they're always ranked below they average. they never are. They're like, oh my god, did you see him last week? He was so good. I'm like, yeah, he's below average.
0: For like a year or two, Jay Cutler <laughs> was above the Andy Dalton line. But that's all.
1: Somehow the Bears scored all these points last year, and like none of it is attributed to the quarterback. They
0: played teams like Tampa Bay and got six touchdowns. Because, for no the, defense, no, because, because the defense, because the defense, hundred percent. Also, guess. that it's yes. the defense
1: that scored all the points. Yes. They
0: had thirty-six turnovers. Yes, that is as I will. Trubisky tell you, Trubisky literally was, not has none replicable. of the credit.
3: Blind squirrel finds a nut it's Trubisky is the blind
1: squirrel
0: squirrel digs up my jalapeno plant all the time that's what he fucking fucking does
1: that's a different podcast bunch of assholes
0: but for me with the Bears welcome to gardening hour with Mike (laughs) and Dave
2: they (laughs)
3: spread the ball so much that I don't want to touch any of the Bears wide receivers for me I like David Montgomery this year yeah um I think they're going to try to spell Cohen a little bit less. Like Where, where Cohen's being drafted, I think, is fairer, but I think he's going to get the ball less than he did last year. I don't mm. have a This computer. year they were
0: just saying that uh, uh, the coach Nagy was just saying, we used Cohen a little too much last year.
1: I think it'll be mostly Montgomery, and, yes. but I disagree with you, though. I think that uh, Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson will, will do pretty well. What, but where you're right, though, is when they're playing, a lot of games they're going to scheme not for the passing offense, and and they don't care at all, you know, in, in their uh their offense and their scheme. They they will just not pass to someone the entire game.
0: <laughs> They're not the Ravens. Come on.
1: Well they need to Maggie likes to throw the ball. The Bears need to care more about our fantasy teams. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and and the fact that, that they they don't really give a shit about like suddenly not passing to a guy, probably good for the team, bad for our fantasy team.
2: Bad
0: for fantasy. Yeah
2: so now basically the only new principle involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of conductors and fluxes it's produced by the modal interaction of magneto reluctance and capacitive directance so do the bears have any studs
0: on their team i have to say absolutely not they have an improved offense and we said they're going to spread the ball around too much so i can't even recommend the defense as a stud uh as like the top defense because last season uh they had um the guy who is now the coach of the Broncos Vic Fangio as their coordinator so they have a new coordinator this year last year they led the league with 36 turnovers and that is n- impossible to replicate turnovers are a, a product of being in the right place at the right time but it's also very fucking random sure so i and that's what leads to a lot of points on a defense special team position in fantasy.
1: No, you're right, you're right.
0: So I you know, there's no fucking studs on this team.
1: And I also I want to point out that the the fortunate and compaction of the Chicago Bears is it's it's extremely important when you're when you're trying to understand the the dedication for the uh of the defense. It's it's amazing.
0: So uh waiver pickups this year. <laughs> Uh, I would recommend Tyler Gabriel, his Taylor, excuse me. Who is Gabriel. this Tyler Gabriel fellow? <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Gabriel. Uh, his ADP is 293, so he's not being drafted. He's going to be available in the first couple weeks of the year. Um, he is the He's listed as a starting wide receiver on the depth chart, so he may hold off Anthony Miller for a while, but I kind of doubt it. Uh, you can also kind of keep an eye on Cordero Patterson. He's going to be a gadget player, and I would recommend him in leagues where you get points for weird shit like return yards or stuff like that. Um so he is going to be a returner on the team. Um so the you would draft
1: him in any circumstance?
0: If I was on like a team that drafted 25 slots or something like that maybe. If you
3: had a roster that was 60 people deep. <laughs> <laughs> you'd look for Cordell Peterson around like round 55. In like 35. Uh, oh come on, I'm taking him like round 55 35 before your, where
0: he Before belongs! your fourth defense. Oh man. Draft
1: him to your 61st slot. <laughs>
0: Nope, that's waivers still. Yeah. So what rookies are there to know on the team? Will they be relevant this year? David Montgomery is yes. the name to know. He, uh, in some circles, is kind of the top rookie fantasy player of the season, aside from, I suppose, Kyler Murray.
3: I'd argue if there was a stud, it might be David Montgomery. It could
0: be David Montgomery, but it unless, be. unless they're being drafted really high, like a yeah. Saquon Barkley, I'm not going to uh, I'm I'm him in the stud category. Way, but... Right. So, um... He, in some circles in some circles. So the team traded up with the Patriots only in Chicago land. That's fine. I mean, that's where a lot of the circles that I come across are
3: <laughs> most, are circles.
0: most of the circles that I see are in yeah. Chicago. That's where our circles are. So the team traded up to get <laughs> David Montgomery. Um, he is kind of, uh, you know, look in his first preseason game, he had three carries for 16 yards and a touchdown, three catches for 30 yards. Uh, very limited because obviously they're not going to waste people on the preseason. I think that that's a great idea. You don't need to play players in the preseason. It doesn't do anything for you. So they're not the Raiders then. Right. So um, his ADP kind of matches his consensus ranking. It has gone up by 10 spots in the last week. Um, so he is still like the RB 22. So it's not like he's being drafted super early, but fifth round value, not bad for David Montgomery. Um, so his biggest comp, I think, is been Kareem Hunt, who was drafted in the same round, uh, same area in the draft, uh, coached by basically the same guy. So we're expecting domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> Cloudy with a <the> chance. <laughs> what what what? David Montgomery's ceiling really is, is that he could have over 300 touches this year and finish as a top five running back.
2: Okay. The original machine had a base plate of pre-famulated amulite. Sir
4: going to win that thing you were trying to do like ways you could meet someone you like let's go let's go dressed up in silver with colored old gray. They're trying to kill me.
0: So, Mike, you want to tell us a little bit about the Pittsburgh Steelers?
3: Love the Steelers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that qualifies as a little bit about the Steelers. Oh! <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, so what's changed with the Steelers? Mike? So much has changed. <laughs> I mean, uh, especially with hard knocks out. We lost Antonio Brown. And he loves the Steelers. I love the Steelers. So that's true. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was supposed to play last year. He didn't. But now he's gone for sure off to the promised land of the Jets. Of the New York football Jets. the New York football Jets. So a lot has changed. And I'd I'd argue it helps us because, I mean, just the drama and everything associated with it. I expect Pittsburgh to be more of a, a, a team this year. Uh, last year, the year before, it was just a rough outing. Um, You know, all the talent was there. We had good years, but, you know, fantasy-wise, it's great. You want every piece of it. So we're talking fantasy. Pittsburgh's great. It's going to continue to be great. Well, without
0: Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger led the league in passing. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Bring it on. And James Conner was a top-ten running back. I don't know where he finished. I don't have my computer. Uh, I was going to crack a joke about a Mexican – cookbook being in front of me but now i'm in front of dave's computer all of a sudden now you are
0: in front of a computer yes yeah.
3: Um, so what
0: happened? It's like you don't know how to use it, like you're an old person. So James Conner, I don't know where he finished last year, but it was very good. He had a very good season. He did.
1: Well, um, he was a pro bowler. He finished really, really well.
3: So that, Juju finished top ten. Antonio Brown was top ten. I mean, there's going to be a big in target. So Steelers are a fun team to look at this year. They're going to be great.
1: And I'm I'm a Steelers fan, too. But the funny thing is, we, we try not to bring that into fantasy. But the thing that we always bring in is, is that we're always... Fan? No, we're not that it's just that we're always we're always contributing fantasy production
3: yeah we're doing it to be competitive but we're still doing it to have like us or
1: don't like us we're still going to be up there man
3: (laughs) you know at at the end of the draft (laughs) if i didn't draft any Steelers, i'm taking the defense or the kicker just so i have something someone to Uh, root for absolutely because it's still fun and uh it's good to be unbiased but
0: if you look it's at important. numbers, yes.
3: uh, you know, numbers don't lie, and the Steelers are unbelievable.
0: So who is going to break out as a wide receiver on this team?
3: Uh, you know, Juju, it's hard to say. He broke out last year, so my vote— He's broken everything. Yes, he's, he's unreal. He's an amazing person.
1: Uh, I don't have a green pepper, so I can't make that noise. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make like a broken glass noise right now. Nice,
3: yeah. He broke it.
1: You guys just just imagine it. Uh, imagine a green pepper being broken between my hands.
3: Got it. Got it. So as far as third year wide receiver breakout <laughs> this year, I'm going James Washington. Okay. Uh, you know, damn the so, general,
0: as I like to call him.
3: So right now, Moncrief's in the two seat, and that's the big question with Pittsburgh. We know we know what we have with Juju is top. Top 6, 7 guy. I believe he's uh, WR7 right now. He's being drafted, you know, end of first. I would be
1: more conservative. Second. I would say uh, top 10 guy, top 10 guy. That's yeah, what I but say.
0: he can be a top 5 guy. He so would, I did write down his his ADP is 19, WR7. Yeah.
1: But but he was that guy with Brown in his last year at the Steelers. So it's, it's yeah, I, I agree. He can be. He can be. But it's still
3: intriguing who's going to be the number 2. Don't so,
0: steal
1: his
3: bike. Uh,
0: don't. No, he's got a sweet bike. Leave it alone. Or
1: maybe steal his bike. Maybe that helped.
0: I, I, I think it helped. Yeah. You could argue. Yeah. It fired him up. I oh, forgot he was, that he got his bike
3: stolen. Yeah, <laughs> so. it was sad. Rookie year is like the first or second game of preseason. Uh, but I like James Washington. Uh, I think he's going to jump Moncrief. Maybe not the first game or two, but I, th- especially with preseason this year. And he has more time with Ben, more time to develop with the offense. Another candidate there is going to be a rookie we'll talk about a little bit later, but my vote's James Washington. I think he steps up. He's a physical guy. Uh, He loves making contact. Uh, That's what Big Ben likes. Keep an eye out for him.
0: Okay, what about sleepers on the team? Sleepers. Uh,
3: Vance was a sleeper uh, because I think he's got the capability to finish as, you know, maybe a six or seven he's waking end. up right okay yeah, he's waking up like you know maybe five but he he might not crack that top three but I mean a lot of uh targets up for grabs with Antonio Brown leaving uh Jesse James gone uh I feel like he's gonna be on the field a lot more uh, I think with...
0: you're right I do but so there's a quote today from the Steelers offensive coordinator Randy Fitchner. Uh, they always say I'm this sure stuff. you guys read but it's rarely this plain spoken he was asked if he Vance would never McDonald play that many snaps. We'll see increased playing time. He said he won't. He's never going to play the full game. That's never going to happen. Hmm. Which is total like coach bullshit speak, right? Yeah, fuck well, that guy. But but
1: <laughs> on the other side of things, which which I'm sure that Jason was about to get into, uh, Vance McDonald has never played that much uh in a season because he's always had injury concerns before he was a part of the Steelers same thing
0: yeah last so, year he was in on a, a, a little over half of the snaps
1: i would not be surprised but but if he's still available in over half the snaps he's going to get enough to be fantasy relevant and top 15 look tight ends.
0: one might argue that in order to play the full game you have to play all the snaps on offense defense and special teams well guys that's, like, never, going guys like right. that's never going to happen guys like greg Olson, that's never going to guys
1: like greg olsen play like every single snap is a tight end and and that shit is crazy and a lot of those tight ends are not going to be able to do it vance mcdonald's there's is like certainly three not.
0: tight ends in the league that do that and yeah. those are the big three
1: and uh none of which we talk about tonight maybe some of the other ones like uh, hawkinson for example uh, might be an every snap guy uh, sure. Going forward, but you're right. But well, that's a spoiler, Dave.
0: Ah, mm-hmm. I
1: don't mean to spoil. <laughs> but Vance McDonald should do as well or better than he did last year, uh, as long as he doesn't get injured. Correct?
3: Yeah, his ADP right now, I guess it's jumped up. Uh, Jason's got it here. All of a sudden, that's amazing. Where's he at? Uh, tight end nine, so his okay. ADP is ninety three. Yeah, and so, I think yeah, tight end in the 10th round. I think it's fair, and I think he's got the potential to to shoot up. To shoot up, you well, know, he's got
0: he's. Let's he's not Darren Waller. Five him. six. Yeah,
1: I'm no. not sure. Shoot up is the correct uh, way to yeah. way
0: to. I'll give it to him.
1: Shoot up, Bass McDonald. Shoot
0: up. <laughs> so so, I want to know who you think is a stud because in a couple of keeper leagues I'm in, someone is keeping James Connor, and I don't agree with that.
3: I don't agree with it either. I like James okay. Conner. Uh, I think he's going to be good. Uh, the talk of splitting carries with Jamie uh with Samuels doesn't scare me too much, but it's still a concern.
1: The Steelers have always had one running back, and there's no real reason why they wouldn't do it now because nothing has changed in their organization on that side of the ball. However, uh, Jalen Samuels has shown that he's been able to do a lot better than any of the backups in history, with the possible exception of... backups in history. On the Steelers. With the the possible exception of uh, D'Angelo Williams, who was a really good backup, but... He never got any snaps whatsoever, but as soon as Le'Veon Bell went down, he was suddenly a top three running back. So what makes anybody think that James Conner won't get every snap?
3: One thing that concerns me this year more than any other year is actually the addition of Benny Snell. And I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens this third preseason game. And here's a curveball, but I think okay. we're going to see. A pretty lot good of, on special teams. I think we're going to see a lot of him on short yardage and goal line situations. I mean, that dude is a beast. See, I don't so, know. So, so last, I don't know why they game, would
1: they would change it up when uh, when Mike Tomlin. Uh, is still he got renewed for a new contract like the things he did weren't really contested
3: yeah i'd, I'd just be curious but you like snell okay i, I can well, be a tomlin decision
1: i think it would it would be unusual for tomlin
3: and if anything's you know and i know preseason you can't you got to take it with a grain of salt but they changed personnel fourth and one brought benny snell in twice uh in preseason game two he got both of those I'm curious to see what they do uh, this third preseason game, but it wouldn't I surprise me. in the me. regular
0: season they punt in those situations. Are,
3: well, those, these are 40-yard line. These weren't you know, okay. it, 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 they were questionable. Like, eh, so we in kick? the game, you go might go still for go for it. Okay. But what yeah, he's
1: absolutely. saying what he's saying is the new guy, like he was giving him his paces, yep. though. Yes. And it may mean that he wants to use him more, oh, right?
3: Oh, there was a play. I wish I could play a clip right now, but it looked like he was about to get destroyed in the background, spun out, and got two yards out of it. You could play a clip.
1: It's just all we could hear is green peppers being smushed with our hands. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, <laughs> Do you have green peppers? Go pick some.
2: I
1: have some upstairs, but you know we could
3: test know. the difference between pick a pickled
0: pack of pack of uh, between like a sound effect a peppers. Uh, how does a habanero sound? Yeah. to a jalapeno. Yeah, oh, my hands are burning. Then we'll eat them.
1: But but yeah, Benny Snell Jr., uh, Jalen Samuels, and James Conner. So the question that I think a lot of people are asking is: is is it just going to be James Conner again, like it was last year? Uh, or will they actually
3: mix him in
1: as they've threatened kind of to do?
3: I I think he's going to get the lion's share. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Benny Snell is going to get 15 touchdowns this year, but I think he's going to be a – uh, an annoying little thorn a few times a year where you're looking at a game and you're like, well, what was that? All right. So, Benny <laughs>
1: Snell, more, maybe more than, yeah. or or I, a, a really good handcuff.
3: I think they mix it up a little bit more. They have no history of it. What's telling me that? Okay. I mean, it's, you All right.
0: know. We've officially talked about Benny Snell more than anyone else in yeah, the NFL that's good. this season.
3: Benny Snell Jr. If he blows up, we'll look back at that. some more. Both Benny Snells.
0: So, <laughs> waiver pickups during the season, anybody you're keeping an eye on? Um, Deontay Johnson. Okay.
3: Um, He's a guy that's being, I don't know what his ADP is. He you does don't... not have an ADP. Oh, look at that. That's good. <laughs> he is um, not being drafted at the moment. But he was uh, a high capital draft pick by the Steelers, which, you know, is usually a saying something. Steelers have had... a good track record of okay. wide receivers. Yeah, great track record of uh, wide receivers. I can't think of a team
0: that's better at developing wide receivers. They had a
3: first round grade on this guy. In the last 10 and, years, uh, I don't think so. He's looked great. Um, So he's looked very fluid in his routes. He's made some contested catches. Uh, He has a chance if James Washington uh, doesn't step up to the plate to take over that number two role. So once again, it's kind of going on. Moncrief's not going to be there, and it's going to be interesting to see who steps up. But I think one of the two between uh, Deontay Johnson and... (coughs) Oh, what's his name? I can't even think. Right Dante now. Moncrief? No. James Washington. Yeah, James, James Washington. Washington. No,
1: no, he's absolutely right. One of those guys is going to be the yes. guy that has to step up. And, and Dante Moncrief might even end up being WR4 if those guys both come up. The Steelers are an organization that would be happy to let their guys win.
0: Yes. All right. So uh, look, at, look for the Steelers this year, you guys. Apparently all of the uh, people are picking them to win. Am I right?
4: Unrepentant thank God Bought the new coordinates and cast a aside Now I gotta remember.
3: hug me in, coach
4: just to fade the team no one ever told me it was gonna be like this contemplate the randomness
0: when the mind is willing all right we can move on to the detroit lions So I don't think that the Lions offense is really going to have anything different in terms of even results this year, but they're going to have some different names on their jerseys, right? Okay. Okay. So Golden Tate was traded away and now they've got Danny Amendola to take its place. So there's a different name. Amendola. Uh, They got rid of Theo Riddick uh, and they're going to have carry on Johnson. So it's more of the same name, but less of a different name. Amendola. No, Johnson. Carry on Johnson. But Amendola. Fine. Amendola will take his place (laughs) of Golden Tate. More on him in a little bit. Um, so, w- what's really changed for the Lions is that they have a new offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel. He was in Seattle up until the end of 2017, and uh, he is Daryl Bevel for he is known for uh, being the guy to identify Russell Wilson and to promote him and to make him the starter almost. But he is most well-known for calling a pass on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Yeah. We all know how that worked out. He
1: kind of sounds like when he stands still, he wobbles a little bit still.
0: Darryl Bevel.
1: <laughs> like, his name is kind of rounded. <laughs> We're going to see him on the sideline, like, like slowly. What like- you're
0: going to get, folks, this year is a lot of woodworking jokes from Dave. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. I like woodworking. Such so that's just Yes. So uh, the breakout receiver this year, I still want to argue that it's Kenny Galladay, even though he passed Dave's threshold for being a breakout guy last year with 1,000 yards.
1: What's Dave's threshold? 1,000 1, yards. 1,000 yards receiving. Oh, 1,000 yards. Yeah, he yeah. totally broke out last year. Right.
0: So fine.
1: So They're... he's going to break out even more.
0: He's going to break out even more because it's <laughs> the third mean, year, two year two thousand with Matt yards? Stafford. <laughs> 2,000 yards. What,
1: what, what do you think he'll get? Second well, breakout, twelve hundred yards, thirteen hundred yards. 1, yards? 5, I don't know. He's, he's breaking out even more, folks. He's almost broken. He's breaking. He's breaking. Uh, so the sleepers he's that broken. I
0: am keeping an eye on on this team are Danny Amendola. His ADP is three hundred six. He's a hundred and fourth wide receiver. How old off is the board. Amendola, by the way? How 58. old is Danny Amendola? I don't know. I'm kind of wanting to look that up.
1: So ADP three hundred six. I agree with you. Like he could be it's not right in it because because they don't have Golden Tate. So Danny Amendola looking as the slot replacement. I, I feel like personally. Oh, Danny Amendola's old. I, yeah. I personally,
3: someone's just going to look at him and he's going to. I feel, like, like, a go to, uh, oh,
1: I feel like a lot of those are going to go to. He'll be 34 this year. I feel like a lot of those are going to go to Hawkinson, but I'm sure you'll talk about he's that later. He's
0: older than one of us at the, table. I think the
1: slot <laughs> yeah. I think the slot shots will probably mostly go to the tight end. Slot shots? That's, that's what I'm calling them. Slot shots.
0: <laughs> got to be careful, Dave. Solancho. I wouldn't touch Amendola. Personally. You don't want to
1: slot shame him. I don't know what that is. I, I No political correctness, please. <laughs> not enough. not interested.
0: Um, so the other guy who may be sort of a Fuck's sleeper a in the draft. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but, yeah, Danny Amendola is going to fill a, a role where, you know, there's about 90 targets available, or 90 receptions available. Um, so... You also got TJ Hawkinson, who is a rookie. His ADP is 143. He's the 13th tight end off the board. I like him more than, like, a aforementioned Vance McDonald.
3: You'd take Hawkinson
0: over McDonald? I would take him instead of McDonald. Ugh. So I
1: don't think that's happening in the majority of drafts. But I, I, do, I do think that Hawkinson is a guy that is literally on Detroit going to be passed to or used as as the guy every single snap.
0: He's going to be passed to on every single snap. You heard it here from Dave Biggs.
1: That is not what I said, Jason. Oh, my God. If but it's gonna, what I heard, Dave. If you're going to use a quote, use the whole quote. <laughs>
0: He's going to have 3,500 no, yards. No, I mean,
1: there are a lot of tight ends. Kelly
0: Galladay is going to have 2,000 yards.
1: There are a lot of tight ends that only go out for blocking. There are a lot of tight ends that only go out for receiving. There are very few tight ends He's going to do both. that are able to do both. And Hawkinson is going to do both. So he's going to be out there every single down. He's going to be the Greg Olson of, uh, you know, the uh, of the that team.
0: Big fan, big fan. So, uh, are there any studs on the Lions? Are there? I don't think so, because gone are the days of Megatron. Because you know they don't have anybody like that anymore. Whoa. Who's
1: the closest? Is it is it Galladay? I think the
0: closest is probably Carry On Johnson. His ceiling, in my opinion, is just top fifteen running back. Though Dave so just sold me on. I'm Hawkinson only saying honest, close. Now. I'm not saying good. <laughs> Yeah, but he is he's not insane. a stud that Blocking, you are drafting he's without catching, hesitation. He's, he's catching 3,500 yards. If, if a first, he's going to pick up Matt Stafford and carry him to the end zone.
1: If a first-year tight end becomes like a top-five tight end, that would be one of the most amazing things that's ever happened.
0: Wasn't that George Kittle last year?
2: George Kittle is one of the most amazing things.: um, most ever. Amazing well, look: thing George in Kittle: A logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fan.
1: George Kittle happens to be an Iowa tight end alum. Guess what Hawkinson is?:
0: An Iowa tight end alum. Guess what Noah Font is.: He's a little banged up right now. Guess but he's from Iowa as well. What noise is Hawkinson? I do believe eggs. Glenn is gone now) uh. anyway oh yeah it is on me i suppose <laughs> so um as i was saying earlier if you want to look at a waiver guy this year there is Danny Amendola he's not really being drafted cuz his ADP is in the 300s um so if you do like him especially in a PPR league you might want to take him at the end of the draft um but the other waiver possibility this year is the ageless CJ Anderson he feels like he's turning into like Frank Gore um Frank Gore light, yeah. Frank Gore light, there yeah. you go. So he was a super fantasy stud in the last couple weeks last year. Tommy's, he's Tommy's in for ADP. Todd Gurley. Is ADP
1: like four hundred and sixty
0: for CJ Anderson? Um, I didn't write it down. That's a mistake on my part. It's probably like eight hundred, and it doesn't matter because he's not being drafted. Um, so it's CJ Anderson. But last year he had one hundred and fifty yards from scrimmage and a touchdown in his last two games of the regular season. That was weeks fifteen and sixteen. Um, you know that was a sneaky championship for some people so um cj anderson you got you got the numbers on him dave not yet okay so the rookie uh, on this team to know is as we mentioned tj hawkinson he was drafted eighth overall in the 2019 draft um the lions have a shaky history of drafting tight ends eric ebron comes to mind they drafted a good player they didn't know what to do with him so i think that with a new regime in detroit they will have a better um better success with drafting Hawkinson. You know, new head coach last year, new offensive coordinator this year. Um, So he is the 13th tight end off the board. As I said earlier, I could see him as being a top five guy. Um, So, you know, that's all I got on the Lions. There's not a lot of fantasy relevance there.
1: All right, let's talk about the Bengals. Wait, nope. Do we it. have to talk about the Bengals? Give
0: it next team. Let's just listen to the Arctic Monkeys.
1: No, seriously, the Bengals, though. Um, All right. They drafted Drew Sample, tight end, Ryan Finley, quarterback, running backs, Travion Williams, and Rodney Anderson. Their offensive uh, skill this particular year, the guys that they that they actually got onto the team that weren't there previously, is is the same as it was last year. They didn't really grab anybody. Uh, their defense was uh, was raised a little bit. I feel like, but Drew Sample, Travion Williams, Rodney Anderson, and Ryan. Drew, Sa-
0: are you sure that's not just like a placeholder name for a fake person? Drew Sample. Drew Sample. Feel free to Phone look it number up. number five, 555. <laughs> yes, One, two, three, four. He lives at 5 Main Street, <laughs> Anytown, USA. He
1: may be a clone of Kenny Sample, <laughs> but he went to the Chargers.
0: Oh, man.
1: So breakout guy, Tyler Boyd broke out last year with 1,028 yards. And I, by Barely. the way, I must say, when, when you say there's a breakout guy who's already at 1,000 yards, I say, what are they going to do?
0: Score more than a thousand
1: yards. What is our breakout percentage, man? Like, you know, how do you consider someone a breakout? Right. You have
0: a guy with over a thousand yards in the. Well, I guess he's not in the breakout. Yeah, he's in the breakout category.
3: I think you. uh, I'm not sure you're talking about. When you make that jump from like a wide receiver three to a high end wide receiver. No, I'm saying receiver two to a wide receiver one.
1: I'm saying Tyler Boyd already broke out. So John Ross is a possibility of a guy who could break out on Cincinnati. The only possibility, in my opinion, because they don't have a lot of options. He is has the this biggest
3: the TJ he's he's been
0: has out He's out of the league for quite a while. He is a better option. He's than John now Ross. he's now announcing a Monday Night Football games, I believe. <laughs> he has forgetting. the biggest. That, that will be a breakout.
1: The biggest chance to break out. He actually scored seven touchdowns last year with only two hundred and ten yards. Now, not having AJ Green for perhaps the first three games. They said one to three. I don't know exactly what's going to happen there. We obviously have Tyler Boyd as the wide receiver one. Andy Dalton's going to throw the ball a good amount. And he is not a quarterback that is unable to uh, make their receivers fantasy productive. He's a quarterback that is the opposite of that. He's able to... i using a lot of
0: negative words to describe Andy Dalton.
1: What stud can you draft without hesitation? Uh, Joe Mixon, ADP of 14, running back 10 overall. Clear stud running back, the end of the top 10 running backs, and doesn't have much in the way uh, uh, of of any obstacles from blocking his 2019 statistics. 220-plus rushes, 40-plus receptions, 8-plus touchdowns. Stud. A.J. Green actually slips into wide receiver 2 or 3 territory where he would always be... The, the guy on that team who is the stud right now, because he's injured, he probably won't play until game three or four. Um, and even when he does, he's an older wide receiver with Tyler Boyd as a breakout. I do still see him getting a, a number of 100-plus touchdown games. But A.J. Green is not the guy he used to be. A waiver pickup during the season might be Giovanni Bernard, ADP of 20, 245. The running back seventy-two, because last year he didn't do so well. Joe Mixon took almost all the carries, and in addition to that, he took a whole lot outside of uh, of just the short yardage and goal line carries. He also took the, you know, the backfield. Uh, yeah, he was passes. the main back for a few games. But uh, new coach Zach Taylor and his playbook has Giovanni Bernard lining up all around the field. And it actually looks like Giovanni Bernard might have kind of a renaissance. He's not that old. He uh, is a guy who's in a contract year. I, I think he's going to go to another team and still do well after this. So I wouldn't be surprised if Giovanni Bernard doesn't pick up his stats from the previous year in 2017 where he had a lot more fantasy points. I say he easily outperforms his ADP here. And that's just saying that Joe Mixon doesn't get injured. If Mixon does get injured, then Giovanni's gonna take half of those half of those touches so giovanni is a guy who's not being drafted at all in all leagues and i think that's
0: kind of a travesty what do you guys think so i have always been a big fan of giovanni Bernard. We know
1: he can perform
0: bernard bernard so i i totally agree you know you're speculating he'd get around 10 touches a game um especially if joe mixon goes down for any period of time um but yeah but not even that zach taylor No. um the the coach on the Rams, Sean McVeigh. Uh, wasn't that tree. his wasn't that his biggest uh his biggest um like thing on his resume? Yeah, from the tree, correct. Drinks yeah. beer with Sean McVeigh. Uh
1: also had a beer with Sean McVeigh,
0: yeah. All right. Yeah. Then I'm all about Giovanni Bernard in that <laughs> offense. <laughs> Give me more. All right, fair enough. I'm a uh, big
3: fan of Joe Mixon where he's at. I think Giovanni Bernard's still gonna have a shot, but Joe Mixon oh, running, I'm the, running I'm, back ten, I mean listen. he is
1: I'm not saying that he's not the clear stud. I yeah. literally am saying he oh. is the clear stud. Yeah,
3: you you, you said stud. Absolutely. Yes. A few times. Joe Mixon, you put, you put your hand down. Stud. So it was official. It was like the Dave stamp of excellence. Stud. Stud. Uh, so no, that's great. And uh, Giovanni Bernard, absolutely. If I'm just saying,
1: outperforms his ADP of three, two hundred and forty-five. Yes. yes. <laughs> Like, you could have him be, like, your worst running back on your team. He could probably still have a couple games where he's making a difference on your fantasy He's going to
3: do better than Irv Smith.
1: Like, he'll have a game where he has, you know. <laughs> he'll have a game where he has, like, five for, for 30, uh, two passes for 25 and a touchdown. Yeah. And and he could give you 10, 12, 13 points. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. flex position, Bernard, you know. Bernard. Ber- Bernard. Bernard. Uh, So the rookies on this team, uh, Rodney Anderson, who's a running back, and Travion Williams, who's a running back, both drafted to provide depth for this team, could provide some kind of value. But Travion Williams is out for the entire preseason with a foot injury. So there's a lot of talk amongst the the beat reporters and the people that know this team very particularly. What kind of foot injury? That Rodney Anderson might be able to play his way into the primary backup role.
3: Ooh. The backup role would be big.
1: Well, that wouldn't be a Giovanni. It, no, would be it would be the guy who backs up Mixon. Yeah. yeah,
0: Gio's more of a change of pace.
1: Right. But it would be big, absolutely. So whoever plays that role, because both those guys have the same kind of, uh, of running back skill, Rodney or Travion, are, they were drafted to be the backup to Joe Mixon. Because right? there's not one that exists in the team currently. So whichever one of those guys wins out is the handcuff to Mixon, who on that team is probably going to have 20-plus touches a game every game. Good stuff, right?
2: Six hydrocoptic Marzell veins. So fit... It
3: doesn't really matter what codes I play.
0: All right, the Green Bay Packers, the last team in the NFC North for us to cover. Um, So the biggest change in Green Bay is the play caller, kind of like a few of the other teams. Um, So Mike Mike McCarthy is gone. Matt LaFleur is the new man on the block. Um, So Aaron Rodgers is really kind of the winner there. He's the one who won the uh, power struggle against Mike McCarthy. Um, So I expect the Packers' offense to be better this year. Yeah, Because it, it's not a clash between the head coach and the quarterback anymore.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So they got rid of uh, Randall Cobb. It kind of clears the way for Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, to be the number two guy behind Devontae Adams. And you got Aaron Jones, who is ADP of 28, the 15th RB, off the board. And apparently he's going to be the lead back this year. Um, he's not going to split with Jamal Williams, is what they say. Isn't that what they said last year? It is. Okay, yeah. so I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so there's a new coach. I'm not sold on ne- necessarily on Aaron Jones' new increased usage. Kind of like um, a guy we talked about much earlier in the show. Um, uh, the uh, Delvin Cook is the oh, guy yeah. we were talking yeah. about. I, I, I kind of put them in the same category of, like, I'm not really trusting of what's going on there yet. So I don't know. Um, so the breakout third-year guy on the team There's a lot of candidates. They have a huge wide receiver core full of young guys. They're itching to break out. So the one who I like the most is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. His ADP is 112, WR 44. So obviously he's being drafted in all drafts. Um, He leads the pack, quote unquote. uh, And he's most likely to reach the 1,000-yard milestone that uh, Dave is so fond of. Um, You've got Equinemius St. Brown. There's an Imhotep in there, if you will. Uh, his ADP is 290. He's the 97th wide receiver. Um, he's the best measurables in the group, in my opinion. He is a little banged up. He's questionable for Week One. He's not being drafted super high. Uh, you've also got Geronimo Allison. His ADP 118. WR 46. Um, it's his fourth season with the Packers. He's no secret. He's being drafted as well. Um, he had a good year. Um, did you do you remember Geronimo Allison? From yeah, last I do. Year? Geronimo. Geronimo. Very good. So, he only did play five games, but if we extrapolate his numbers, he would have been just shy of 1,000 yards. He would have had six touchdowns. That is definitely fantasy relevant. Yeah. 100%. So, filling out the group is Jake Kumaro. His ADP is 375. He's down there with Irv Smith. 375! Uh, So, uh, he's made some big plays in preseason games, uh, but he didn't get a lot of playing time last year. Um, So, of these four guys, I like Marquez, Valdez, Scantling the most. Scantron. As someone who's going to break out as and be a big deal for fantasy football. Not just like, oh, none teams, but he'll be important. He'll be a WR 2 or 3.
1: Um, now, he wasn't, he wasn't that much of a breakout guy last year, so what makes you think that this year he'll be the guy?
0: I think a lot of it, I think it will help a lot to have Randall Cobb off the team.
1: Okay, and do you think that Aaron Rodgers is still going to be able to do the things he did before? A lot of people are, are really down on him this year.
0: I'm fine with Randall Cobb. I, as I said earlier, like the fact that he's with a new coach. er, I'm sorry. I like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Thank you. I caught that before you mentioned it. That's Aaron Burr. Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb. Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) There was a lot of Aaron Rodgers, um, like, Cal footage on at lunch You never know. Anyways, I think that he won the power struggle within the Packers to get a guy. Obviously, it's not like a hand-chosen uh, candidate or anything like that, but he he got the guy he doesn't like fired. He needs to at least try to make it work with the new guy. Okay. So I, I'm fine with Aaron Rodgers right now. I'm fine with the new situation for him. Um so the the stud on this team, uh that I or er, I'm sorry, I, I skipped the sleepers. Um so obviously Veldez Scantling, Scantron, and Geronimo Allison. Geronimo uh are not sleepers because they're being taken in drafts. Um so I recommend Equinemia Saint Brown. Dave, do you remember his full name?
1: Equinemia something emotep uh something Saint Brown. Um you're you're closer than most people. <laughs> Well, the point is, he has a long first name and a long last name and a long every name Equinemius in between. I
0: Tristan Imhotep J Saint Brown.
1: I was right, actually. You were pretty much right, but I'll I, but I didn't. I didn't know the ones, the in betweens. I didn't. So,
0: do you agree that he Saint Brown is the is the best sleeper to grab at the end of the draft on this team? Um, considering the other guys aren't really sleepers.
1: yeah yeah I think so, although i I would consider Jimmy Graham to be a sleeper because no one's drafting him as a tight end, and I think that he was injured last year, and I think that he might come back this year as a really good tight end. So I think that he's also a candidate as a sleeper be- because he's not being drafted and and he's still playing and he's good and you know what what could happen, right? okay. but but as we know, uh, Packer's tight ends they they tend to get played up. And then nothing happens. And then nothing happens. Right.
0: So I think that's one of the reasons why Jimmy Graham won't be drafted, uh, but will be v- viable as a waiver pickup maybe, along with Jake Um So he's going to be the odd man out to get going in the season. But uh, at some point during the year, Jake kumaro is going to be the hot pickup because one of the three other wide receivers will get injured. Okay. Um, so studs on this team, this one's really easy. His name is Devontae Adams. His ADP is number eight. He is the second wide receiver off the board in drafts.
1: So it's interesting because at some point in the last uh, two years, I would say, the stud on this team changed from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. I agree. And I think it was two years ago. And now I feel like Aaron Rodgers is not even being drafted by a lot of smart people early in any drafts
0: his value is weird and that that area in quarterbacks has always been weird in my opinion. sure, but but
1: you are not taking him within like uh the top 10 picks in a draft, right?
0: Absolutely not. So Aaron Rodgers sits at But he ADP used to
1: be 48. drafted in a standard league in like the top 3 rounds. Yeah. So
0: so this is end of 5th round now. So what has changed? Has he become worse as a quarterback? I think that other quarterbacks have become better. Patrick Mahomes may go down as a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers.
1: But that's not true because only one quarterback is drafted on top of him, really. Uh, So right
0: now you've got Deshaun Watson and Mahomes being drafted before Aaron Rodgers. And Watson is really close to Rodgers, but Mahomes is being drafted a couple rounds earlier. What I'm saying is if Aaron
1: Rodgers is still 100%, then we must all agree that this offense is just not good anymore. I
0: think it was the system, and this is a new offense, so we'll see what happens. But people are definitely hedging their bets and not you know, going all in on this offense. That being said, I'm fine with Devontae Adams where he's at as the second wide receiver. Okay. His worst game in PPR last year was 16 points. If he scored his worst game all season long, he would have been the 12th best wide receiver in the league.
1: In a different system, though. In PPR. Now it's a new system, though, as well.
0: It is a new system, but Aaron Rodgers is still throwing him the ball. Okay. And I don't see that changing. I.
1: But you're bringing Aaron Rodgers.
0: If you're at the end of the first round and you want to take a wide receiver, go ahead and take Devontae Adams.
1: But when you bring Aaron Rodgers down, you also bring the other players down as
0: well, right? I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to do worse than last year. I think he will probably do a little bit better. Okay. So rookies on this team, they're they didn't draft uh, very many offensive skill position rookies, but they do have Jace Sternberger. Um, so he is the only really guy real guy that has a chance of being fantasy relevant. He was a third round pick. He is not currently listed on the ADP list and he would need to pass Jimmy Graham on the depth chart. Um, so I, I don't really see the Packers running two tight end formations. So I you know Jay Sternberger, the only rookie of note, really. I do not think that he will be fantasy-relevant.
1: So Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams really being the only fantasy-relevant people here besides uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers being an okay, above-average quarterback.
0: Aaron Rodgers at quarterback three, I fully endorse him being the third-best quarterback in the league. I don't think in fantasy football single-quarterback leagues that that's a smart pick, but that has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. That has everything to do with the way that the leagues are structured and the depth at the position. Um, you know, It's not his fault that people aren't drafting him anymore. It has more to do with the fact that um, fantasy football is being approached at a different angle now. From last year? From the last couple of years. I think that everyone is understanding that streaming quarterbacks is a lot more relevant, that um, you can pick up guys later in the draft that are going to perform almost as good fantasy-speaking uh, as a guy like Aaron Rodgers, but... So you think if, Rogers, I, if I need a guy to win a game, Aaron Rodgers is one of the people I consider, for sure.
1: So do you think you think Rodgers will finish in the top three still? Top five, top five.
0: I, I give him top five. I would put money on that.
1: Okay, how much money?
0: I would put several monies. On let's that? let's
1: bet several monies. Ooh,
0: let's bet. The so monies. I have to go top five. You get all of the rest of the positions. Yes.
1: It, it's a bet. You Get in the field saying he will not be top five. I would
0: like odds on a kind of,
3: like, on a restrictive mm, bet like that. I don't is all. think so. That bet's pretty black and white. Like, it's either top five or not. Fantasy
1: Pro says he's the number three quarterback. If I say he's not top five, it doesn't that give me enough leg room here? I, I'd,
3: I'd agree. I think it's a one-for-one one bet. If you don't want to bet. Well, if you guys fine. want to make the bet, go no, ahead. No, I don't. I don't want anything to do with that Okay,
1: bet. But, but we, we have a difference of opinion, basically, yes. Uh, I think but that...
0: We do. We have a difference of opinions.
1: So. I think Aaron Rodgers will probably finish more like six, seven. That's what I think.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I'm tired I never
4: Not in a million.
1: Gosh, I love your musical selection.
0: Cheers. Remember, if you can pick out the theme to let us know what it is, and we'll buy you a shot the next time we see you.
1: <laughs> we will send you a prize or buy you a shot, depending on who you are and our relationship <laughs> to you. Yes, absolutely. So uh, one of the teams that we have been really excited about over the past couple of years, mostly because they have harbored every single... <laughs> Every single first round big fan of this team, mike is every single first round draft pick for a while now, so whenever they draft they get eighty five first round draft picks, and every other team gets none um i yes I'm exaggerating, but it's the Cleveland Browns. what changed since last year the browns have everything have worked on their defense a lot at the rookie draft, and that's really interesting actually because the things that the browns have done on their defense. Have been pretty. Have been pretty, excellent, considering that most of what all of us see is the offense, and the offense they've they've not drafted any rookies, but they picked up a lot of guys or traded for guys from other teams. So they picked up Kareem Hunt, who has an ADP of one hundred two. Great pickup. Uh, running back thirty nine. <laughs> traded for wide receivers Odell Beckham Jr who has an ADP of 16, is the wide receiver 5 right now, fantasy pros. Jarvis Landry, ADP 65, uh, wide receiver 27. So from a team that uh, we talked about at length many times last year, Jason, uh, we talk about our dynasty teams, etc. You've had some guys from the Dolphins. Uh, You've had some guys from the Browns. But... Both that's those, low,
0: Dave.
3: That's really low.
1: Both those teams are in that same. Uh, Is
0: it
3: Jarvis Landry?
1: I'm saying
0: <laughs> dolphins and then Browns. <laughs>
1: I'm saying both those teams. If you have people from those <laughs> people from those teams,
2: at the end of the season, you're like, why? Why
0: did I do this? <laughs> oh, I certainly feel that way at times. So
2: patient, Lunar Wayne shaft, That side fumbling was effectively prevented. This could be one of the first times ever
1: that you could draft wide receivers from the Browns and they could be fantasy productive
0: but not the Dolphins <laughs>
1: so oh my goodness so spill this shot a breakout a breakout guy on the you've team you've never heard of Josh Gordon i'm looking at Antonio Calloway. thankfully
0: we've passed that episode already
1: <laughs> let's do a shot to end the evening guys
0: oh this is definitely going to end the Cheers. evening for me
1: Aha! <laughs> Mm. so let's look at uh, a breakout or third year wide receiver or, or someone on the team that could break out. Antonio Calloway was someone that was drafted a couple years ago who was, was looked at as, as a great deep threat, a guy that could be the person to spread the field, to make things happen for the Browns. And, he has had off-field issues every single year, including before he was even drafted to the Browns. It's a
3: sign of a good wide receiver, absolutely. <laughs> Antonio
1: Brown would say. Steelers
0: fans, you know it, yeah. Uh,
1: um, but with Beckham and Landry both taking top honors in this offense, I feel like Antonio Callaway, who is suspended for the first four games of the season due to a substance abuse issue, is probably going to be looked at as someone to be cast away right now with that said Rashard Higgins wide receiver ADP of 322
0: can we just call it the Irv
1: Smith the Irv Smith wide receiver 112 oh my goodness (laughs) So even people in Cleveland are not drafting him is what I'm saying. He has <laughs> He has a chance to solidify the WR3 role in this offense. And and this is completely earnest. This is actually true. This guy has done pretty well, putting up 572 yards for four touchdowns in 2018. Uh, Callaway has always had those off-the-field issues. He might end up being the wide receiver 5 after an option of David Njoku. I would not be surprised if Higgins becomes the wide receiver th- wide receiver 3 because he is right now performing, he's on the team, he's practicing, he's doing well, and he's, he's performed better year after year. Uh, a sleeper on this team, again, I like Higgins. And I think that if someone was to draft him early, um, it, it would be quite the 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 prescient draft pick right uh something that that nobody could have ever predicted but there's a reason why I don't have him as a waiver wire pickup because I think that once he does well he's gone he's not a pickup that you can just have in the season he's someone you have to draft as a sleeper because I think he'll do well starting with the first game the second game and and that's that's an interesting thing that that I think is uh, uh, particular to sleepers. So if you don't draft him right away, he's going to go away. Someone right. else will get that that opportunity. A uh, stud that you can draft on this team, Nick Chubb, ADP 12, RB 9. He is the guy that is going to start this season as the running back for the Cleveland Browns. A Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Their offense should be good. So he should do pretty well as well. And if you look at uh, his stats from last year after about week seven, when he was introduced to uh, the starting role uh, on the Cleveland Browns, he has done well. But The only hesitation there is the possibility of Kareem Hunt coming back in after his eight game suspension and taking over some of that short yardage or goal line or the whole starting role. So the question here is with the new coach, with the new uh, play calls with the new situation do they prefer uh um Nick Chubb will Nick Chubb be able to continue to um have that kind of production or will they at that point want to bring in a Kareem Hunt and say go for it Kareem
3: no if they're if they're running with it at that point and they're doing good uh, which I expect them to, as a Steelers fan. Uh, for the first time in a while, the Browns scare me a little bit, but I think Nick Chubb's going to be an animal this year. I think we. I, yeah, I, I think more so. They they traded Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson's gone. Yeah. Uh, so that's, all of a sudden, that's I, a
1: good point. Then they traded Duke Johnson away, so they don't have that guy anymore. So they kind of feel like they're okay with those with with what they have
3: yes absolutely and he made some he's not known as a pass catching guy but i think he had and uh jason or dave one of you guys look it up but i think he had 30 something receptions last year who nick chubb nick chubb okay uh i'd I'd love to see what that is but i think that bumps up to maybe 40 or 50 receptions this year
1: so the reason you have a guy like Kareem Hunt and you get him in the first place is is one because he's cheap because he did bad things. In Don't the draft
3: Kareem Hunt. He's going to sit on your bench. He's for... being
0: drafted. Yeah, I, know. I know he is. You can't start Kareem he... Hunt until week 10.
3: Yeah, week 10. Eight weeks and a bye week. ADP Are 102, running
1: back no. 39. Right. But he's
0: being taken. Let someone else sit with him and get tired yes. of it. Yes. But here's the
1: thing if it was for Nick Chubb to have some kind of problem or be injured, Kareem Hunt would be a, a badass. Uh, yeah, all 10. in number one running back. Sure, eventually.
0: Um, oh, week ten. You're done uh, already. I, I I concur with your you know endorsement of Nick Chubb as the stud on this team. You know, last year when Chubb took over the starter role, uh, it was because uh, Freddie Kitchens be, was named the head coach, who is and he's now the permanent head coach. So I, I think that they like him. They like him in the plays that they like to call. They're going to use him a lot, and I think that Nick Chubb is going to. Uh, be very successful in this system. So I fully endorse that. In fact, I drafted him in the Drink 5 League.
1: So that means that Nick Chubb will be injured in Week 7. Uh, there'll be some crazy shit in 8 and 9. And then uh, in Week 9 or 10, Kareem Hunt will come in and become the number one running back, correct?
2: Cool, and you're already out of the playoffs. The main winding was of the normal Lotus O-Deltoid type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator.
1: So n- not really any offensive rookies on this particular team. And, uh, and that's all I've got. I, I think we have uh, enough to go with from the AFC and the NFC. I-, I will tell you that if there are any particular players that, that you-, you are interested in um, comparing, we're-, we're happy to give you that information via fantasypros.com where we have rankings. On our website at drink5.com, you can actually go to the right column and compare individual players. We'll tell you who we like more. Um, And the answer is never going to be Danny Amendola.
2: Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, where to begin
0: we Thanks for listening, North everybody Americans. This has been the uh, you, Fantasy Finish Line Podcast Thanks for joining us, Mike Thanks wars. for putting up with my shit, Dave
2: We bit all planes and all trains Till we think we might die Far from North America Where the buildings are old And you might have lots of minds. uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. You looking at me that way Cause we're